It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Joined by John Jake, Baylor men's basketball assistant as the Bears get ready to play the Texas tomorrow. And um, John, you uh, it it had to be uh, 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 you know nice to the bounce back against Kansas State. Uh, how long did the you know, I'm always kind of curious. You all seem to be really good about getting the players to move on. Now, part of the thing is, over the last three years, y'all have rarely lost, especially lose big. What What was the uh, – was there any hangover effect, or were y'all able to flush that pretty quickly? Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope you're doing okay. And um, I would say that there's always a little bit of a hangover. And our job is to move – the kids past it, move ourselves past it, even as coaches, because you feel it as a coach. But the reality is, is that there's no way you lose a game in that fashion, in that way, and don't feel it. You wouldn't be human. So you got to acknowledge that you're humans, that you got strengths and weaknesses, and clearly our weaknesses were on display. And then how quickly can we get back to showing our strengths instead of our weaknesses? And for better or worse, our, our sport's known for parity. That's why the NCAA tournament's so exciting every year, because you go 68 teams deep, and people are shocked that anybody can beat anybody. And, uh, you know, we did it to Villanova and Stanford earlier in the year, and Kansas did it to us. And you just got to understand in the context of our sport that it can happen. You don't want it to, but when it does, you got to respond. And it maybe even felt like 10 minutes into the K-State game, there was still a little bit of hangover. But that last 30 minutes, you could see the switch come back on. And uh, our guys did a good job. They followed the plan. I think Coach is great in those moments. I don't think Scott ever gets as much credit as he deserves in the way that good and bad. And uh, the way he responded and then the way the guys responded that last 30 minutes at Kansas State, we're thankful for that. And even that, though, doesn't really matter today because all that matters is the next one. And so now we're just trying to move on and focus on Texas. Yeah, um, I guess the 24-hour rule works for losses and wins. Uh, either, yeah. either way, uh, the, the excitement, but uh, it is uh, – it, you know, it's a, it, it is a, a larger target to carry around once you're the national champs because when the team beats you, uh, there's a lot of excitement. And um, uh, it, it's going to be, you know, th- this is a fun matchup. I kind of like the, the morning matchup. It's a little bit rare. At least it seems like it has been for Baylor. But hopefully the fans, you know, don't sleep in and everybody gets rolling. John, you're known, uh, talking to John Jacobs, Baylor men's assistant, for putting some really good scouting reports together um, help us with University of Texas. I don't know if you did the scout. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if you did. Uh, I know all of y'all. You know, it's kind of a team type thing. But what um, what parts of their of their team have you really been breaking down? And and what uh, what do you think has kind of helped them? Uh, kind of almost uh, kind of hanging around, win one, lose one, struggling a little bit, and then the the huge win over. Did you see? I'll tell you what I saw is Timmy Allen going off. And uh, and that had to be a sight for sore eyes for Texas fans. Yeah, it's Alvin Brooks Scout. You know, obviously we all work together, and that's part of our culture of joy, and Scott does a great job of that. But one of the reasons it's Alvin Brooks Scout is because Texas Tech used to be Alvin Brooks Scout, and Chris Beard is still the same coach. So it's odd that he's moved within the league, but he has. And when you watch them, I mean, they are what college basketball is. They have old guards and old players. Uh, like Brock Cunningham and Courtney Ramey and Andrews in Texas for a while. But then you have kids from Minnesota and from Utah and from Creighton and from Kentucky. And, you know, their top 10, they just mixed and mashed and put a team together in a very college basketball fashion this year. And I think in the last five out of six games, they've won. And right in the middle of that, they had to go to Tech. And 
you know, that was one of those college basketball wars. And you can see their response against Kansas with how physical they became. I mean, the way they beat them on the offensive glass. They shot more free throws in that game than I think they have in Big 12 play all year long. And so that, that Texas Tech game in some ways just caused them to come out more aggressive. And in the aggression, when you've got 18 to 22-year-olds, a lot of times you find things that work. And Courtney Ramey did a great job of being a stopper on Abaji. Timmy Allen got hot. Uh, you can see how things kind of pop up throughout the season and people adjust. And, and right now the big thing with Texas is they're number one in our league in defense, so it's going to be hard to score points. And then offensively, I think they've figured out that they can win at a slow tempo. And they're number 10 in our league in tempo, and there's only 10 teams. So they're going to try to control the pace, extremely physical, and then they're going to try to switch their defenses up. And in the past, Chris has really kind of had a no-middle defense, but you're going to see a lot of different ball screen coverages from them this, this year, which is different. You see four or five different things throughout the game, and they're switching things up a lot more often. So we've got to be more aware. You can't really sit in one game plan. you got to be ready for four or five against them. And I think that's one of the reasons that I'm no more defense in our, in our league right now. All right. And, and um, yeah, in fact, Mark Adams, the, the tech coach who was with Beard, <clears throat> has joked that took some of their things or maybe a, a few facets of that defense and, and started doing it better than they did. That's just, <laughs> so I yeah, think it's I, probably... I think, you know, our league is like a copycat league in some sense. But <laughs> yeah. It's not just the defense. At this point, seven of the ten teams are played offense. So yeah. certainly we use some of those principles, and Mark has been using that the longest able coach. And It's not to take anything away from him. It's to acknowledge that he has been using it the longest. It's worked for our personnel. I think you have Mark Vido and Davian Mitchell on your team. And that defense was a great fit, and Scott did a great job of taking some of those principles and, and applying it to our personnel. And, you know, seven of those ten teams in our league are now playing that defense. But there's also some copycat offensively because now people are having to figure out how to score against more switching. And You just can't be in our true round-robin league, which is the best league in the country six of the last seven years, not beat each other up and have to kind of adjust within. So you can see how people have to – you know, mix and match and take things that fit just to survive. Our league is really hard to survive. And when you're unhealthy, it's even harder to survive. We're all stealing from each other. Uh, Coach Tang likes to say plagiarism is alive in basketball. And then <laughs> just trying to put your kids in the best position they can be. You don't plagiarize to plagiarize. You plagiarize to, to match your personnel. And that's what Scott's always done, whether he's gone zone or man, whether we play faster or slower, whether we play three guards or three bigs. You can look at his 20 years in – in the Big 12 and see how he's adjusted. And so I would say a lot of that is just Scott's wisdom. You play to your strengths, and, and that's what we need to do against Texas on Saturday. Is John Jacobs, Baylor men's assistant, joining the Matt Mosley show in Central Texas? And um, the Bears have University of Texas tomorrow morning, and, and uh, I, I love I, – y'all cannot look ahead. In the media, we look ahead, and we're, we're planning out, you know, i got to be there for this game, i got to be in town – for this, I, I um, and while there's probably frustrating moments, like you say, with either health or youth or whatever, uh, I do see some growth going on. And you knew this would happen. Um, uh, Sohan, who uh, was out for a little bit, is back and and seemingly growing up before our very eyes. Kendall Brown seems to be sort of gaining more confidence and and maybe even a little more assertiveness. Uh, I've noticed a couple of key times in games. I mean, I don't think Sohan was really shy about shooting threes. I, I think, John, we're seeing Kendall start to, uh, again, even in key moments, pull the trigger a little bit more. 
what what is is part of that y'all just reminding him hey we believe in you you need to do this and and how much of that is just you know he's just getting more play in time and so this is kind of a natural uh part of the process yeah i think it's it's natural and i think it's natural probably for three of our guys you, you name two of them jeremy and kendall they're 18 years old you know, they both can be seniors in high school they don't turn 19 till next summer and you know they're on NBA draft boards and people want them to be these at all times. And when you get in our league and everybody plays each other twice, the scouting goes through the roof and you get a mirror of what people think of you and what they think of your game. And then you're dealing with ankle issues and Kendall's had to respond while doing different things for us. Kendall's played some point guard in certain games for us. So the player development for 18 year olds in our league just gets ramped up. And you look at the people at the top of the, our league, the average age of Texas is older than the Oklahoma City Thunder. So you just put that into perspective. Everyone Texas Tech plays is 22 to 24. 18-year-olds are actually remarkable. I can't tell you how proud of the team in a league that lives with 21 to 24-year-olds and tries to play the transfer game and stay old is really special. Those two kids are great. And then you look at Dale Bonner. And the way that he's had to step up with James having some time out, Adam having some time out, LJ being out, our leading scorer in the Big 12. Seems like people don't remember we're missing our leading scorer right now. And Dale has been remarkable in how quickly he's grown. To go from a Division II player to somebody who's starting games in the Big 12 just six months later and performing, uh, we're really proud of those three. And in the middle of all the tension and having to be perfect and people wanting us to never lose a game, you gotta, you got to live in something those three young men have given us reason to be positive. And so as we struggled with injuries the last four weeks, we can see growth in them. So I'm glad you see that because that means a lot to us. Well, it's, uh, it's fun to watch. And, and you know, there, there's just moments when I, I noticed Kendall was named to like a Julius Irving uh, watch list, for instance. I guess that would be what for small forwards. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Uh, the uh, it, I, I just I couldn't help but think immediately of those old videos of of Dr. J. Afro, and then to see Kendall, you know, <laughs> wearing that same style, it's just uh, it's kind of fun. But you're right, if you're ranked a certain place, you know, oh, he's a top whatever five kid in the nation, or you know, Keontae will see that next year. It adds another layer. And Baylor's had some players like Perry Jones, Isaiah Austin that. I mean, it's like nothing was ever good enough. It's because of kind of how high they were ranked, and and it's like, wait, why why aren't they already the best player in America? Now, part of the problem with that, and this could be a wider discussion someday, is what uh-huh. Coach Key, because it's like, wait, all his one and done, you know, he's winning national titles or whatever. It's like every kid, every freshman is supposed to be awesome, you know, immediately, and it, it's just not always like that, you know. My my hope, John, selfishly is that we get to see another year of those guys, although I'm also not naive enough to think that, uh, you know, when you see a guy get to a certain place on a draft board, you're, you're not, like, going to try to force them to stay. But uh, it's – by the way, is um, is our man Sohan, has he has he um, said to you that his shaving his head was a, uh, a tribute to you? Uh, no, I wish that it was, you know. His uh, <laughs> mom is Polish and I'm Polish and – the only difference between but to go bald and he made the choice, which I'm not <laughs> fully understanding because if I could grow hair, I would. And I know that you'll never lose any hair based on that, uh, based on what I see in your life. So uh, I, I don't know why he did it, but I can tell you the team had a great time. 
Uh, he did it on a private plane to start and just started doing it. We had no idea why. And then they finished it in a hotel. But when you see all 15 of your guys laughing and goofing around and being in the same hotel room and having fun on a private plane, there got to be moments where us being perfect or us being first round picks or, you know, us having to make sure that every kid performs the best gets set aside and they're allowed parents and just love each other. So Jeremy did a great thing. He brought the team together by shaving his head. And I don't know that any coach could have planned that deal out, but it was really kind of him. It's something, uh, something I probably wouldn't have done at that age because I knew I was going to lose it someday. So I didn't want to lose it early, but uh, we got to have sweet moments. You got to be college. You got to be college kids every once in a while. In the middle of the pressure, you got to smile. And uh, Jeremy, we had a great time with that. And so in a really <laughs> odd way, we're thankful that Jeremy Sohan shaved his head. And uh, I can tell you that nothing to do with me. <laughs> did it? Uh, did it? Uh, did I see a picture of people like rubbing his head for good luck w- before the game or something like that? Did that actually happen? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm the least superstitious person on the staff. <laughs> Maybe me and Coach Peterson, but Coach Brooks is definitely superstitious, and Scott Drew is as superstitious as they come. So, if we can add rubbing Jeremy's bald head to the list of things we do that can help us get a win, I can tell you everyone on our team will try to do it. So, uh, I don't know that we're superstitious about that, but after the K State win and the guy doing it. I bet you if you come to the game tomorrow, you'll probably see it again. <laughs> the uh, uh, talk to John Jacobs on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You mentioned it. I know he's been day to day health wise. LJ Cryer is a tremendous player and uh, averages right at about 14 points a game, but capable of going off for 20 to 25 at any given moment. Um, is uh, I know you can only reveal so much, but it did seem like uh, on the broadcast, I think David Kay mentioned that he was kind of moving around pretty well, at least shooting and doing doing some things. Do you at least sense, John, that it's it's sort of getting closer? I, I These are really difficult uh, things, I know, especially for a staff and a player, because, you know, the surgery, of course, was done back in September. So it's got to be a little disconcerting when you feel some pain still in it. Maybe it's natural. I don't know. Uh, I mean, although I shock you, John, to hear that, hear me admit that. Um, yeah, can, I think I'll get at least... a little bit better athlete than you at this point, but I, I <laughs> for maybe coming from for sure. Maybe, yeah. How, yeah. How's our man moving around and stuff? Do you feel like it's? Uh, do, you, do you? I mean, do you feel like he's making some progress? Yeah, he can move, he can shoot, and there's some progress in there. Uh, I can't do anything besides say he's still day to day. And you know, I'm not the trainer, and I'm not the doctor. Uh, there's two things I know is that when our top nine have been in the game together, uh, we're undefeated. And since the TCU game, when Jeremy hurt his ankle, from that Texas Tech game on, this last four weeks, we haven't had that. And we miss LJ. And I know that there's a medical question, there's a basketball question, but for me and the staff, I just think it's a personal question. And when you see the kids lose the thing they love the most in the middle of a season where to be frank, we were number one in the country for five weeks prior to the four guys getting injured. It's really hard to watch. And um, our thing is to pray for LJ, to love him through this deal. And we want him back with the team as soon as we can get him. And we're doing everything we can each day to make that happen. And so is he, by the way. His work ethic is remarkable. You're not top three uh, three-point shooter in all BCS basketball if your work ethic isn't remarkable. So we miss his five threes a game. We miss his presence. We miss the fact that he was with the team that won the championship last year, and he has Baylor DNA, and we would love to have him back. But it's still a day-to-day thing for us, so we're just going to do the best we can to make it as good as we can. 
All right. And uh, our man, uh, Meyer, by the way, um, he's been in a bit of a funk lately. And um, Matt is uh, no one has more confidence than I've really ever seen on a back court than Matthew Meyer is um, when you when you have somebody like that, that, you know, can be a little bit streaky, but also can be such a huge part of winning and was such a big part of that national title team. What John, you handle you gotta handle each individual differently with a with a high energy, high confidence level kind of guy like Meyer. What what can you do to help him get out of a funk? I don't know that he's in a funk. I think just last Monday uh, we beat West Virginia at home and if you watch the last five minutes of the game, his two offensive rebounds, two putbacks and that big three hammered the game home. And um because of the way sports work something that happened seven days ago almost doesn't matter. There's a real recency bias. Mm. And unfortunately for people who are between 18 and 22, they're only as good as their last performance. And I think it's our job to remind Matt that that's not true, that he's important to us. He's a senior. He's a starter. He's helped us win a national championship. He's a winner. Uh, he's a local kid from Austin who chose us and uh, has committed to us for four years in this world of transfers. Even when he didn't start, he didn't leave. And there's so much good in Matt Meyer, and he's done so much good for us. And so you can remember what K-State was like, or you can remember him winning the game for us against West Virginia at home last Monday. And for us, we just have to really focus on reminding the kids of the best version of themselves and then teaching them each day to root for their teammates. Because maybe he didn't play great against Kansas State, but we won. And we won by 15, and Texas lost there, TCU lost there, Tech lost there. That's actually a really hard place to play. So we're going to focus on the win, and we're going to focus on Matt's last great performance. And uh, we're going to hope that he has another one tomorrow. And uh, as a staff, we're rooting for him. He's a kid from Austin, and we know this game means something to him. But hopefully more than anything, Baylor means the most to him. And It's just about us winning tomorrow. So uh, trust me when I say we love Matt. We're doing everything every day to help him. But we're really proud of him, and he's done a lot for us. So I think that's what we'll focus on. All right, John, in, in that uh, spirit, will you judge me by, like, my best tweets and maybe not the ones, you know, not my oh, worst yeah, tweets? No, you're, you're the sweetest guy in the world. I don't even read your cowboy tweets. So, you know, <laughs> that's between you and the world. And uh, I see the Baylor Matt, who is just loving and supportive and uh, not the cowboy Matt. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to judge you at all. You, you can do what you can. And uh, we appreciate everything you do for us. You're unbelievable positive with us. And, well, We're really thankful for you. But trust me, I just skip over your Cowboy tweets. <laughs> okay. That may be – that may be uh, – Cowboys fans may do the same thing as uh, self-preservation. John, always uh, <laughs> appreciate it and uh, really always look forward to our conversations. And uh, best of luck tomorrow. I will be in the Farrell Center. I don't want that to make any of the players nervous or anything like that, but I'll be up there. And I may sneak into the fan section because, uh, you know, the media area, we got to be very quiet. No applause, very stoic, and I like to kind of get cranked up during these things. So I may, you know, I may, uh, I may sneak down there near the bench. So uh, hope to hope to get to get to see you tomorrow. Yeah, I hope to see you too. And for us, it's the next game on our Big Twelve schedule. But for our fans, I'm, I'm very aware of what the Texas game means. So you should leave the media and be yourself tomorrow. Have a good time. Get cranked up. That's what we're looking for, and we're. Thankful for the sellout. We know the students are going to be lined up around the building because there's not enough tickets for them. They're all gone. And uh, we're thankful that we get that kind of support. So leave the media section and be as loud as you want. We'd love that. I appreciate it. I'll, uh, I will uh, see you tomorrow. John Jacobs.
Baylor men's assistant, uh, having uh, one of his uh, numerous appearances on the Matt Mosley Show. Speaking of the Cowboys, a new column on FoxSports.com that I've just put up uh, talks about what the Cowboys have to do at running back and also what they do to get, uh, to get Dak going again. That is next. 